that? It's an auction, a live auction and a silent auction, a lot of good food. Just, I'll tell you, our golf outing, yeah. you get breakfast, you get lunch, you get dinner. And our uh, dinner is uh, catered by the Red Cedar Grill and oh, um, Carabas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you can't miss out. We always have really good food because, you know. Do you have a website people can check uh, yes. that on? Yes. Um, we are at eveinc, E-V-E-I-N-C dot org. Okay. I think one of the most important things to to let your listeners know is that domestic violence is uh, very prevalent. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure uh, those that are listening um, that are familiar with Michigan State University know that there is a shelter here on campus also called Safe Place. Um, there's one, two, there's four women in this room at this time, <laughs> and one out of four women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. So it's it's hard to imagine when you start putting those numbers together and the thousand, if there's 40,000 uh, women on this campus, 10,000 of them will It's hard experience. to imagine, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Anything, uh, anything else you want to share about? Or? Well, just the fact that we need all the support we can get, not just with our golf outing. Um, I, I know everybody has heard that there's a food shortage. Mm -hmm. uh, American Red Cross is low on food, and that's one of the places we get our food is from the Red Cross. Mm -hmm. Of course, people can make donations directly to us. Right. I'm the fundraiser for Eve. I think a lot of people... Um, the things that they don't know about us is we're more than just a shelter. We uh, do a lot of community outreach. We go into the schools, the junior highs and high schools, um, and we talk about uh, dating violence and healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. Another thing many people don't know is that the Personal Protection Order Office is staffed and run by Eve. Oh, really? So if you, oh, yeah. If you need a personal protection order, we're the people that you come to. We can. We have an office at the courthouse. We have an office out in uh, Mason at the mm -hmm. Sheriff's Department. And, of course, our administration building and our shelter. Okay. Um, we put through... Probably 400 people, women and children, and and that's a, a big thing that people forget about is the children. We we put a lot of a lot of kids through a couple of hundred a year um, mm -hmm. just through the shelter itself, and then we have our non-residential program. Right. Probably 400 uh, kids come through a year on our non-residential program along with their moms. Um, a lot of people think it's a woman's issue, but it's not. It's a children's issue, and it's a family issue, right. and it's a ma man's issue. Mm -hmm. Men are victims of domestic violence also. It's underreported. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things, but uh, it does exist, and we work very closely with ge uh, gentlemen that call us that are victims. Right. Well, uh, where's your office located again? Well, that's something that we really don't talk about. Oh, yes. <laughs> assailants, <laughs> assailants are very um, aggressive <laughs> and um, they're always looking for their victims oh. so we don't really publicize our uh, that's okay <laughs> it, it, and it's not something that isn't asked uh, all the time right? all the time um, of where we're located but we are here in yeah. the greater Ingham County area so contact you via phone or email definitely, then. definitely, we have a 24 hour hotline, um, we have full full-time counselors, we mm -hmm. have children's counselors. We have a staff of 22 people. Right. Um, like I said, it's a huge issue. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Nancy, for coming on and speaking to us about all your events. And uh, if make sure to check out that golf, uh, the golf outing yep. and helps for Eve, Inc. Yep. Um, let me just repeat the phone number to give me a call, 372-5976. Yep. I'm extension 15, and we will have a wonderful day. So please join us. All right. Thank you very much for coming Thank on. Thank you, Lindsay. So much for having me.
All right. Um, next, uh, we're having uh, Selena from Ruhala Performing Arts Center. Come on. Hi. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Do you, you. want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Selena Matos Ruhala, and I am the co-artistic director of the Ruhala Performing Arts Center in East Lansing, along with my husband, Mark Ruhala. All right. And uh, what, what do you guys do at Ruhala? We do it all. <laughs> we do all aspects of the performing arts. We teach singing, acting, and dance, and um, we also have ensemble programs where we put on performances. So we are also a theater okay. for the general public to come and enjoy our shows. It's exciting. That's all it, in one. Type. It is. It's all in one. We do it all. We train our performers, and then they get to perform. And we've been doing a lot of performances out in the community this year, which has been a lot of fun. Where, where are you guys located at? We are in um, East Lansing on Hazlitt Road, okay. 1846 Hazlitt Road. All right. Awesome. And um, do, do you have a big event coming up? Or? Yeah, we have a few things coming up. Um, next weekend, we have a show, Alice in Wonderland, uh, which is our junior ensemble program. Okay. These are students that have been training with us since September, and this is their big end-of-the-year performance that they do. It's a full musical, okay. and it's the story of Alice in Wonderland, and it's a, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun, um, colorful costumes, and uh, children aged 6 to 12 are, okay. perform, are the performers in the show, mm-hmm. so... Uh, the little ones that come and see it or get really engaged and love to see, you know, people just like them mm-hmm. performing and singing and dancing. And How long have you guys been working on this show? Uh, we've been working on this show since around January. Oh, wow. So, um, so yeah. Lots of time into that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they, they commit to, uh, to doing the training and the hard work with us, and it really pays off in the end. That's awesome. That's awesome. All yeah. right. Any yeah. other shows coming up? Or? Um, we don't have any other shows. After that, we have our end-of-the-year showcase, okay. which is all of our classes. Mm-hmm. And that's on May 31st over at Okemos High School. All right. And um, uh, that's all of our classes perform in our you know, in their class, yeah, their recital, and um, it's really low-key, it's a lot of fun, the kids come in their classroom attire, no Mm -hmm. fancy costumes or anything, it's all just about them and what they've been doing all year, and um, for the parents and the families to come and see, you know, kind of like the final (laughs) progress of what they've done all year, so that's also a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Where, where would you go to look for classes and to sign up and whatnot? Uh, we do have a website. It's ruhalacenter.com, okay. which is R-U-H-A-L-A center.com. Mm-hmm. Um, our phone number is 337 mm-hmm. if you wanted to just call us directly. Um, and you can find all of our information on our website or give us a call uh, if you want to see Alice in Wonderland this coming weekend. The shows are Saturday the 17th at 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock, and Sunday, May 18th at 3 and 6. And uh, we do have limited seats left, so you're, if you're interested, come yeah, and come call right pop. away and come <laughs> check it out. Um, <laughs> and then in the summertime, we have our uh, Broadway summer camps oh, for students who like want really to... Yeah, do you want to... You know, not be in school, and they get out of school, and they go, "Oh, I want to just perform all summer and have a good time." Uh, we have three different sessions: a six-week session for those students who really want a performance at the end. It's more intensive. Uh, yeah, it's more intensive. Okay. Um, they all of the camps run Monday through Thursday from ten o'clock to five o'clock. Okay. And the six-week group 
meets from June 16th to July 24th. And then at the end of that, depending on the group that we have, we'll choose a show for them. Uh-huh. And they'll also get to perform in oh, a full awesome. musical and uh, get the experience of doing that. Right. So that'll be a lot of fun. And it's a great experience for the kids in the summer. They make so many new friends because we have kids coming from all different communities. And, you know, they're with kids that love to do what they love to do mm-hmm. in the same area. And... Um, just have a good time. Just have fun for the summer. It's great exercise. It's great brain stimulation, learning new things. and um, It sounds it, like a lot of fun. It is. It's really great. I love it. It's really great fun. <laughs> now, are all your classes co- t- uh, like uh, catered towards uh, students, like in middle school, elementary, middle school? And high, are there any uh, adult classes? Yes, or? we go all range. We start at preschoolers, three- mm-hmm. and four-year-olds, up to adults. Okay. And, um, you know, in the summer we have a, actually a new... Uh, preschool class that mm-hmm. we'll be starting that's ages three to five years old so uh if you have a little one out there right you can call us up and what, what would find be, out about that what would be a, a fun uh college student i'm bored with the summer i have nothing to do class oh oh we're gonna have some really wonderful guest artists coming in from new york okay. city in the summer um and we and we also have a woman who's an international choreographer from all over the world. Uh, her name is Christina Pereira. She'll be coming in and doing um, probably some dance theater improvisational movement, which oh, is like so fun. much fun. Uh, I, you know, I'm a very good friend of hers, so uh, of course I always do her really work. And, yeah, <laughs> a couple summers ago, we just laughed our butts off just just having a really great time so that would be a really great thing for college students to come on out and do that and any of the college students who are into dance Mm -hmm. will also be having a new york city dancer who's now living in las vegas come out and be doing a broadway jazz Ooh, that sounds uh, interesting that's all broadway dance and Mm -hmm. learning how to do choreography and um and we'll have some other guest artists that we're in the process of right. lining up now. Awesome. So that'll be fun, too. You, you sound like you're very busy. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We're, we, oh, we're going from September to June, and we're actually in the process of uh, changing our program a little bit. Mm-hmm. We just uh, sent out a survey to all of our our regular customers and got some really wonderful feedback from all of them of what, what we do really well, the things that they like to change. So... We're looking forward to some really exciting changes come the summer and the fall. Sounds sounds very exciting for yeah. you. All right, um, if do you want to just uh, say the dates and times for your the Alice in Wonderland show again? Yes, I will. Alice in Wonderland this Saturday, May seventeenth at four o'clock and seven o'clock, and Sunday, May eighteenth at three and six. And our phone number for the box office is three three seven zero four six four. And the show is right at our center, which is at 1846 Hazlitt Road in East Lansing. All right. Thank you, Selena. And uh, thank you for coming on Exposure. Thank you. Uh, We're going to take a short break here, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. 
Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on The Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Hi, I'm Lindsay, and welcome back to Exposure that we just had on Selena from the Rue Hollis Performing Arts Center. Um, before that, we had Nancy on from Eve Inc. Right now, this is uh, Kristen from the Arts and Letters, and you're going to talk about the uh, MSU crap. Uh, no, you're not. About Cool You. I can read my emails really good. Um, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself? Uh, thanks, Lindsay. Uh, my name is Kristen Teetons. I'm the communications manager for the College of Arts and Letters here on campus. And on Friday, May 16th, uh, Arts and Letters will be sponsoring uh, an all-day event that we're calling Cool You. It's a one-day university. And what that means is that um, from 8 o'clock in the morning until around 5 o'clock in the late afternoon, we'll have a series of lectures, uh, special exhibitions, behind-the-scenes tours, art walks, and demonstrations, all relating to the arts and humanities at MSU. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh Explain more of the exhibits, like uh, the art walks. What exactly does that entail? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, those are taking place at a number of insti- uh, units on campus, okay. uh, including Kresge Art Museum and the MSU Museum, mm-hmm. Summer Circle Theater, okay. the MSU Library Special Collections, uh, Beaumont Tower, the Carol on there. And then we're also hosting a session where you can meet one of the artists from the East Lansing Art Festival. Um, our event takes place on the Friday before the Art Festival, which is oh, this coming perfect. Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we're uh, offering this program in conjunction with the city of East Lansing nice. this year. Um, the behind-the-scenes aspects, um, you actually get to go behind the scenes where the public seldom goes um, uh-huh. at Kresge Art Museum and the MSU Museum uh-huh. Library. And uh, you can see how the uh, directors of those institutions manage their collections. Ooh, that's, mm-hmm. that's really interesting. So, for example, at Kresge Art Museum, um, you'll go back to the cons- conservation area and see how they preserve artwork, catalog the artwork, um, what they do to make the, the art ready for display. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you get kind of a behind-the-scenes glimpse of the inner workings <laughs> of the museum. Yeah, no one ever usually gets to see that. That's right. Okay, awesome. And... um. The uh, demonstrations, is that uh, the behind-the-scene tour, or that's going to demonstrate something else? Uh, nope, that's referring to the East Lansing Art Festival artist. Okay. And um, that session is at 3 o'clock, as are all the insider tours. Mm-hmm. And that's featuring an artist from Pennsylvania called uh, named Michael Stevens. Mm-hmm. And he's a an artist who's been invited back to the art festival this year because of the excellent job he did last year. Oh. And he's a silversmith and a pastel artist, and he makes jewelry. Um, and so... People who come to this event can uh, see a demonstration of his techniques, talk to him about his creative process, right. just kind of get up close and personal with one of the artists that, you know, the crowds on Saturday and Sunday don't really allow you to do. Yeah, exactly. It gets kind of hectic around here it on the really weekend. Does. There's just so many people you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that sounds really interesting, silversmithing. Mm-hmm. I've not really looked into that at all. So, mm-hmm. um, And... You said it's going to be all over campus. It'll be a great way for people to see campus and walk around. And Absolutely. Yep. Um, those t- those backs, 
stage tours, so to speak, all happen in the late afternoon. Mm -hmm. But before that, we have a series of four lectures that are consecutive. And those feature four of our very best, most popular uh, faculty members in the College (laughs) of Arts and Letters, people who are guaranteed to make their talks interesting and lively and have lots of audience participation. Uh, Do do you know who that is? I do. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lecture number one uh, takes place at 10 o'clock. That features Gary Hoppenstand, who is... Perhaps one of the nation's, le- well, not perhaps, he is, um, one of the nation's <laughs> leading experts on American popular culture. Mm. And he'll, he's going to be talking about love and divorce American style at the movies. And that's all about the uh, romantic comedies of the 1950s and 60s. Ooh, so he's really... going to be talking about what those meant at the time and showing clips and talking about the clips. Uh, at 11 o'clock, the second lecture. Mm-hmm features the chairperson of our Department of French Classics and Italian uh-huh. and also um, one of our professors of medieval literature, and they're going to be talking about Tolkien's works and how Tolkien created his mythical worlds. Oh. And there are, uh, that's a very popular subject, as Maybe you know. all the Dungeon and Dragon World of Warcraft exactly. people. Yes. Exactly. So if you're interested in Tolkien and Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff, this would be the perfect lecture for oh, you. that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we'll take a break. We'll have a lunch. Um, and then at 1 o'clock, we'll do th- our final two lectures. The lecture at 1 o'clock is on medieval medicine, and that's featuring Tess Havermina, mm-hmm. who's a wonderful lecturer. And um, many people in the area have fond memories of taking a course with Tess and um, learning so much. And, th- and she's going to be talking about uh, medieval medicine and kind of how parts of it are lingering on in modern medicine. Okay. Things like the use of leeches. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I said too. <laughs> um, certain kinds of um, herbal remedies as well. Those, right. We think they're kind of new agey, but they're really old agey, really old agey, um, going I back to the medieval times. Leeches. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then our final lecture at 2 o'clock uh, will be presented by Kirk Domer, who's okay. a professor of theater here. And he um, is giving us a talk about the power of laughter. And that's an interactive session where people will actually get up and um, experience um, kind of the joys of laughter through childlike play. Hmm. And so that'll be very interactive. <laughs> so people will need <laughs> to leave fun. their inhibitions at the door for that one. Good. And then at 3 o'clock are the behind-the-scenes tours that we talked about okay. earlier. Okay, awesome. And you're doing this in construction with uh, the East Lansing, uh East Lansing. Uh, how did that get mm-hmm. all put together? Well, uh, the College of Arts and Letters was looking for a way to bring its faculty expertise kind of to the broader attention of the general public. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, how can we do that and maximize the impact? Right. We're looking at the calendar and realized the art festival was coming up. And we said, well, why don't we do ours the day before? Mm-hmm. We'll talk to them and we'll cross market everything and we'll just kind of leverage each other's audiences. <laughs> and that's worked really well. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be an awesome par- partnership. Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> um, and it's open to the public. And it is. Do you have to do any reservations or well, anything uh, for the lectures? No. Uh, the event itself is absolutely free. Um, there's a small charge for the lunch. So okay. people can come and participate in one or some or all of the lectures or any of the behind-the-scenes tours that they want to. Um, they do need to register, though, just so that we can get a head count and make sure that we're ready for them. And people can go online at the College of Arts and Letters website, which is www.cal. .msu.edu mm-hmm. and find out all the information they need there and there's an online registration form. Um, do pe- Can people come and sign up that day or 
They can. Mm-hmm. They, you, you kind of run a risk that some of the tours will be full right. if you do that, but um, you're certainly welcome to do that if you'd like to do okay. that. And, and do you need to come early, or can you just go straight after, uh, if you register online, do you just go straight to the lecture, or do you need to come... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we are having a registration and a continental breakfast starting at 9 o'clock. Okay. And we've got folders for people with campus maps that, and some information, a program for the day that will help them get through the day in <laughs> one piece, hopefully. Um, but you can uh, just show up. Uh, all the lectures will be taking place at the MSU Union Building. Okay. And then the tours and things will be at, you know, whoever's hosting you're gonna the tours. Are you going to have guides or are you just going to leave them on and throw them <laughs> to try to get to MSU campus that can be... No. Especially with all the construction, we're not going to give you a map and kick you out the door. Yeah, well, if you know never been on campus before, <laughs> just coming on campus, you just f- freaked out by the enormity and the size of it mm-hmm. all. Yep. Yeah. It's I a would. very low-key, friendly day. It's intended for adults um, who want to just get reconnected with their love of learning in a very informal setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also for students who may want to explore some different topic areas, say science majors who may want to dabble in the arts and humanities or talk about Tolkien or something that <laughs> has always appealed to them, but they haven't had a chance to take a course in. So it's for those two main audiences. Okay. All right. Well, um, it's got uh, the U- Cool U. It's uh, MSU College of Arts and Letters. It's this Friday, May 16th, and uh, you can visit... Um, Register at www.cal.msu.edu backslash one day php or you can call it 517-355-5633. Thank you, Kristen, You're so welcome, much Lindsay. for coming on. And um, right now we're going to go to a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a gang member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Hi, I'm Lindsay. Welcome back to Impact's Exposure. We just had on Kristen from the Arts Letters talking about Cool You, which is this Friday. And uh, you guys should uh, really look into that. Right now, I have John from the Abrams Planetarium. Hi, John. Hi. Hi, Lindsay. <laughs> you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, my name's John French, and I work at the Abrams Planetarium. Okay. And I guess I'm here to talk a little bit about astronomy and stars and the planetarium and the things that are going on over there. All right. Um, well, uh, um, what, what, what things are you guys uh, playing for the summer? Well, uh, during the summer, we have our... Uh, regular weekend planetarium shows, okay. and one weekend a month, the observatory, which is really not part of the planetarium, but planetarium staff uh, run those things. The observatory is open, and people can come by and look through the telescopes and see some different things up there. Hmm. And we're kind of 
kind of glad, kind of not glad that there was some construction that was canceled this summer. We were originally planning to be uh, under construction. They're planning to put a new dome in the planetarium. Oh, really? And that was supposed to happen this summer, but there was some delays in the construction, and so that's been postponed. So if you've heard that we were going to be closed during the summer, we are going to be open. At least we usually close during August, but at least we'll be open in June and July, which we originally thought we were not going to be. So uh, if you'd like to come out to the planetarium, the show's that we have for the public mm-hmm. are on Friday and Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock eight and o'clock. Sundays at 2.30 and 4 o'clock. And uh, you guys are located on MSU's uh, campus? Yeah, we're right on the campus of MSU. We're uh, uh, in the middle of Shaw Lane, where Shaw splits into an east and westbound Shaw. We're kind of in the middle of right that. Right there we're, next to the Cata bus station? Yeah, right next to the Cata bus station. That's us, <laughs> that domed building, the building with a right. big green dome on the top of it. That is the planetarium. <laughs> the planetarium. Yes. What else do you guys do besides uh, public viewings? Of- uh, well, our, you know, the, for the public, it's the weekend shows right. and the observing sessions once a month. But the during the week, our main business is doing field trips. So schools come out okay. and see planetarium shows during the week. Uh, if you're if you're a student who walk around campus, you probably often see big yellow school buses in front of the planetarium. Yep, and that's there all the different schools. In, there's that, always, there's uh, always school buses all the time. Yes, yes <laughs> there are quite a few of them there. And, and during the summer, we do get a lot of the daycare groups that come out to the planetarium and mm-hmm. schedule field trips out there and, and see some of the different shows that we do out there. Do you guys just get from the local schools around here? Is it all over Michigan that you get? Uh, we'd, you'd be surprised. We get schools from uh, all over the state, even several of them. I know every year there's a group that comes down from Ingadine, which is up in the UP. Oh, wow. And uh, they come down <laughs> to our planetarium. That's a long bus <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> but I think we're, we're lucky that we're in the state capital because a lot of times schools in other parts of Michigan will come to visit the state capitol and also the planetarium. For so they do the capitol tour <laughs> and maybe see Impression 5 and then come over to the planetarium. So they get a few things all in one big field trip. So. Oh, awesome. Is yeah. there anything that you, what do you do specifically there? Do you do you, uh, carry it or do you do other things? I'm not sure. Uh, well, my job, I, I, um, I present the shows. Okay. Uh, so if you have come to a planetarium show um, and heard somebody say, and if you look overhead, you can see Orion the Hunter. That good chance it was probably me talking in the microphone there. So I do some of the shows, but I also work on some of the show production okay. and you know get the new shows uh, put together. Uh, right now, the shows that we're doing, uh, we have different shows that we run at different times. Okay. And the shows that we're doing right now are uh, the public feature show is called How to Build a Planet, and that show talks about uh, planetary formation and how the different planets form in our solar system and possibly in other solar systems. And we also have a family show that we do at 2.30 on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And the family show right now is called the Super Sky Show, and it's a show designed for younger audiences. And so uh, if you have um, young kids that might scream and make a little bit of noise or something, it's okay to bring them to the 2.30 show. <laughs> the 2.30 yeah. show. Yes. <laughs> um, and you guys also host classes there too, right? Uh, there are there are some astronomy classes that meet there during the school year. There's mm-hmm. a, uh, well, it's the ISP 205L, which meets <laughs> there uh, during the week. So we do get a lot of the MSU students that come through the planetarium right. and see that. And, uh, 
Uh, that's kind of the main stuff that we do. And another thing that we do is the our sky calendar. We have a publication that we create called the Sky Calendar oh. that shows what's up in the night sky. And because this month, I guess uh, last Saturday was Astronomy Day, our May sky calendar is available free on the Internet. And so you can go on the Internet and download the, the May copy and just see what's up in the night sky. And it shows where the different planets and constellations are. But it also shows each night kind of what kind of things to look for in the sky. Like uh, last night, maybe some of you noticed that the planet Saturn and the star Regulus were very close to the moon. If you looked at the moon last night, it was nice and clear, you might have seen two little dots next to the moon, and that was the planet Saturn and the star Regulus. Awesome. And right now Mars is also visible in the sky, and Mars is not too far from Saturn. It's about maybe 30 degrees to the right of Saturn. Mm -hmm. And if you keep watching Mars and Saturn over the next couple of months, you'll see them getting closer and closer to each other. And in July, they're going to pass each other in the oh, sky. So that's, uh, that's always kind of fun to just go out and watch the planets moving around. And Is there like a good spot around? Obviously, the planetarium, we go and look in the telescopes. But like around here, East Lansing, is there a good place to go and watch the night sky? You know? Well, now... You know, a lot of times people confuse the planetarium and the observatory. Right. You know, the planetarium, you come inside the building and we kind of do a simulated right. view okay. of the sky so that you can see what it looks like. And that doesn't depend on the weather. Mm -hmm. uh, we can do that anytime. And uh, to actually see stuff, if you come to the observatory, which one weekend a month the observatory is open and we have several telescopes set up mm -hmm. down at the observatory, and uh, last weekend was our observatory weekend, and that, that does depend on weather. We got clouded out on Friday, but mm -hmm. it did clear up on Saturday, so we were out there with some telescopes on Saturday. And the ob observatory at where do you? Yeah, the observatory here at MSU. Uh -huh. Some of you probably don't know that we have an observatory on campus. It's down near the Ag Pavilion. Oh, okay. It's kind of near the corner of College and Forest Road. Okay, yeah. And is that what it is? Cars? Yeah. It's down south, it's south dead, of the, the campus. Farm yeah. yeah, like right now, it's kind of hard to get to because of all that construction on farm lane. So you have to kind yeah, of go that, around to get to it. Right but yeah, that's fun right there. But yeah, the observatory is a, you know, is a place to go and look through telescopes whenever we have the telescope set up. Mm -hmm. And the next observing weekend is June 6th and 7th. And, so, and what time can you go out to? Uh, we're usually there between 9 and 11 okay. on our observing weekends. Although... Usually for the June and July ones, uh, we really don't start till about 9.30 just because the sun sets so late. It's really not dark enough at right. 9 to be able to see anything. Mm -hmm. And then usually during the winter months, we are not down there. And we skip August because we want to go on vacation. So uh, <laughs> don't come out there uh, in August. But um, and it if, if you want to know the dates of when the observatory is open, you can mm -hmm. always check our website uh, or stop by the planetarium or give us a call. But um, What's we your website? Uh, the website's kind of a long one. I'll read it off to you. It's www.pa.msu.edu slash Abrams. But if you just did a Google search for Abrams, Abrams Planetarium, you would find us. And um, But the observing weekends... Um, we try to schedule them around the time of the first quarter moon. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of generally guess that whatever weekend is closest to the first quarter moon, we're going to have our telescope set up out at the observatory if the weather's clear. Is it a good size group usually? Do you have regulars? Or? Uh, well, the size kind of varies. Uh, this weekend it was uh, kind of small because I think the weather was saying that it was going to be cloudy and then it cleared up at the last minute. So I think okay. a lot of people missed it. But uh, um, sometimes when there's... 
um, some interesting things that kind of make the news. We get very crowded. Uh, several years ago, uh, probably a lot of the listeners uh, heard that Mars was going to be very close and very easy to see and big in the telescope, and I guess it got a lot of media play. And mm-hmm. so we had lines out at the observatory that were uh, several hours long to get through to look at the telescope. Oh, wow. um, but it's not normally like that. Usually uh, it's it's pretty easy to look out. We might have about 30, 40 people, 50 people or so mm-hmm. if it's a good night. And there's the one big telescope that is in the observatory under the dome. It's a 24-inch telescope. Oh, wow. And that's the diameter of the telescope. So it's a pretty big scope. And it is used for research here at MSU mm-hmm. when it's not being used for the public nights. And then members of the local astronomy club, some plus some of the astronomy graduate students, set up smaller telescopes out on the parking lot, and you can come by and look through the telescopes. And, and we also uh, let people bring their own telescopes. A lot of times people... You know, maybe they've gotten a telescope for uh, for but the no holidays. Don't know how to how, don't know how to use it, and would like a little bit of expert help on how to use their telescope. So we encourage you to bring your scopes out, and we'll show you how to use them and uh, help you. If you're thinking about getting a telescope, we have people that can tell you what to look for in buying a telescope. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, All right. So um, your next your next observatory weekend is June sixth and seventh. You said yes. The next next time that we'll be out there is June sixth and seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have your regular planetarium uh, yeah. hours every weekend. Right. Yeah. The regular planetarium shows they do happen every Friday and Saturday night mm-hmm. and Sunday afternoons. Mm-hmm. And then we do try to bring a telescope out in front of the planetarium after our planetarium shows are over, mm-hmm. uh, although that gets a little bit harder to do in the summertime because sometimes it's just not dark enough when mm-hmm. the planetarium show ends. If The shows usually last for about an hour. Uh, the shows are kind of a two-part show. We start off with the recorded part of the show, which mm-hmm. right now is that How to Build a Planet show, right. and then we do a little short intermission, and then we do the live star talk, and that's where we just talk about what's up in the night sky and point out some of the different constellations, the, the Big Dipper, Orion the Hunter, and right. where the planets are and how they're going to be moving around and that all really that cool. kind of stuff. I really need to go check that out, and so do you. Um, all right, and uh, anything else you want to share before? Uh, well, I think that's uh, about <laughs> all I had to say. Uh, um, get out there and look at the sky and watch the stars move around and um if you're a morning person we've got jupiter in the morning right now and if you're an evening person we've got uh saturn and mars and mercury actually mercury will be visible for another few days and then it kind of dips in between us and the sun and disappears but uh looking low in the west south no west northwest for mercury right now Uh, we, what, co- what color is it usually? Uh, well, Mercury just kind of looks like a star. Uh, it doesn't really have a whole lot of color to it because okay. it's so low in the atmosphere. Uh, we, now, we do have a part of our website that's uh-huh. called the Night Sky Notes, and I write the Night Sky Notes. And that is just a little daily description of what to look for, just a text-based thing. So oh, if okay. you're you know, into the... you know computer and reading blogs and stuff like that you can read that and see what's up in the night sky every night is that part of the abrams website yeah if you go to the abrams website which again was www.pa.msu.edu slash abrams and then click on night sky notes there'll Mm -hmm. be a button there for that and if you click on that it'll show you every day um what's up in the sky (laughs) 
All right. Thank you, John, from Abram Planetarium. Well, and thank you, Lindsay. Glad to be here. Thank you. I hope you can come out to the planetarium and check it out. I, I will. All right. And um, that uh, we'll just take another short break. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Hi, this is Lindy, back with Exposure. I was going to give you a little rundown of all the guests we had on tonight. We had uh, our first guest was Nancy from Eve Inc., and she's talking about her upcoming charity event. Uh, it was a golf outing, um, which I believe was this Thursday. Um, and you can find more, more information for that. You can call uh, 517-702-99... Oh, sorry, that was a fax. 517-372-5976, extension 15, if you want to get more information about that. And uh, that was our first guest, and right now we have Kate from University Activities here talked about uh, the MSU Arts Craft Show. Hello, Kate. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. Um, you, You're on uh, to talk about the MSU Arts and Craft Show so uh, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Kate Lake. I'm one of the assistant managers in the university activities office. And throughout the year, we plan the late night and evening weekend programming for all the students and the campus community. And this weekend, uh, this Friday, or excuse me, this Saturday and Sunday, Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., we have 329 artists and crafters from around the nation to display their wares and uh, provide a good time for our campus to to shop and look for gift, I- gift items, people watch, and whatever you want to do. Awesome. Um, so this is in conjunction with the East Lansing Art Festival and Arts and Letters Cool You, I'm assuming? Yep. We actually the, we have separate coordinators, and these events do occur across the street, so it's a great time to come out for everybody. Where exactly um, is the, sh- the arts and the show going to be set up on campus? Great question. It's actually all around the grounds of the MSU Union, so on the corner of Abbott Road across from Noodles and Potbelly, right around that area, there's 329 booths from Abbott Road all the way to Morrill Hall. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a little vast uh, majority. Um, <laughs> is it going to be set up, like, is there any certain types of artists somewhere, like some jewelers or crafters or... Yeah, there's everything from garden sculpture to there's lots of jewelry, a lot of wearable art. We have some really unique items. There's a couple of couple of artists that came in this year that do glass imprints of your hand print, hand print or your footprint. They oh, do wow. um, 
Um, there's uh, a couple of people who do these really cool recycled vintage record sleeves, and they make them into these really cool purses and bags and and different things like that. So it's it's everything. That's cool. Way to done. Read. That's crazy. Yeah, even furniture. Oh, furniture too. Mm-hmm. Um, what time? Uh, what time this weekend is the show going to be going on? Okay, it's Saturday morning from ten, from nine a.m. to six p.m. and Sunday from ten a.m. to five p.m. Um, is there a website to go to to look up all the vendors and everything? We don't currently have a vendor listing, but if there's anybody looking in particular, they can contact the UAB office. Okay. And our website is uabevents.com. Okay. You can find all kinds of event information throughout the year on there, too. And then we also have, um, we can take phone calls and explain if, if there's anybody looking for anything in particular. Uh-huh. They can call our office at 355-3354. Okay. All right. Um, and there's free parking all all weekend too, so you don't have to worry about paying for parking when you come by. <laughs> that's that's good, especially on this campus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, is it and uh, anything else you'd like to talk about? Anything other thing else coming up with the UAB? Um, we don't have any more events yet this summer, but we definitely are gearing up for the fall. We have our big free concert coming up August 23rd, and we're in the process of selecting some artists that we might have out there. Um, I can't say anything right now because we don't have anything under contract. Man, I thought I was going to get the scoop. <laughs> I'd love to get the scoop. I don't have one to give. Um, we, are, we are really looking forward to a great fall, and the students worked really hard, so I want to say a thanks to everybody who came out to an event or volunteered. Um, we yeah. have a brand new group of directors that, oh, do you? that are really excited and motivated for the fall, too, so it's going to be fabulous. If, um, if any, any student wants to get a part of UAB, how, how can they do that? Oh, good question. We have general board meetings every Monday night at 6 p.m., um, starting in August, probably around August 20th, 23rd. Okay, welcome week. Um, sometime that, yeah, sometime welcome week or a little after. We might have a couple of kickoff meetings that are that are advertised, but you can watch your, your table tents in the residence hall dining areas and then posters throughout campus. And we also have a listserv that you can sign up on, and you can check out our website to sign up on the listserv. And we take new members all year long. You don't have to join for any length of time. If you like a particular artist or you want to do a coffeehouse event, you can be involved for one event or you can be involved all year and definitely come on by. Yeah, uh, and what is uh, the UAB uh, website? It's uabevents.com. Awesome. And um, that that should be it. That's uh, everything you wanted to cover, right? Great. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Kate. And uh right. And that was uh, Kate from University Activities Board, and you guys should check out uh, the MSU Arts and Crafts Show. It's this weekend and around the Union in Morrow Hall right there in conjunction with the East Lansing Art Festival and You Cool, or Cool You, uh, with the Arts and Letters. All right, awesome. and, uh, all right, um, and we're going to take a short break, and we'll come right back. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that? Smoking. Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. 
So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Mornings 89-second pledge. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into the Impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you could win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Hi, you're back to with uh, Impact Exposure. I'm Lindsay, and we're gonna do a little special segment here, a little Q and A for John from Abrams Planetarium. If you have any questions about astronomy or night sky or what to look for, you can call us up at five one seven four three two three eight nine three. So, what's going on in the sky tonight, John? Uh, well, Lindsay, if you uh, look outside tonight, and I think it's supposed to stay clear. I really haven't paid attention to the weather, but I think that it. Sure was nice today. I think it's going to be clear yeah, into the nice. evening. But was... if it is, the moon is going to be up in the sky, and uh, that's always a fascinating thing to look at. If you have a pair of binoculars or a small telescope, you can look at the moon and see a lot of interesting craters and mm-hmm. uh, formations and things on the moon. That's always a lot of fun. Uh, and if you want to try to find Saturn tonight, you can use the moon. That'll help you find Saturn. Uh, look at the moon and then just kind of look up and to the right a little bit and you'll see Saturn in the sky. Now Saturn is right now passing through the constellation of Leo the Lion. Okay. And uh, you probably, if you've ever read your horoscope, you've heard of Leo the Lion and some of those other zodiac constellations. <laughs> but uh, uh, to astronomers, the zodiac, those 12 constellations, that circle the sky are just the places where the planets pass through. Oh, okay. And so um, Leo is kind of high up in the south or southwest right now. Okay. And its brightest star is called Regulus. And so if you look tonight, you'll see Saturn and Regulus right next to each other. They're about two degrees apart or so. Okay. And very slowly, Saturn is moving away from Regulus. And Saturn will not be this close to Regulus until the year 2036. So that's, uh, that's kind of interesting to <laughs> see. To, to, you could look at that and say, wow, you know, I'll, I'll wait till 2036 and see when it comes around again. Um, and, of course, the Big Dipper is up in the sky right now, very high overhead mm-hmm. in the spring. That's a really good time to look for the Big Dipper. Okay. And the Big Dipper is very helpful because you can use that to help find your directions if you want to know uh, which way is northeast, south, and west. Just okay. look for the Big Dipper. And the two stars that are in the end of the handle of the Big... Or, I'm right. sorry, in the end of the bowl of the Big Dipper. So okay. you have those four stars that make kind of a box that make right. the bowl of the Dipper. Mm-hmm. Draw a line through those two stars, and that points you to the North Star. Oh. And the North Star is always in the north, so uh, everything seems to spin around that North Star. A lot of times people think that the North Star is the brightest star in the sky, but it's not. It's just kind of an average-looking star. Mm-hmm. But it's important because it always stays in the same spot in the sky. Okay. And so people will use that um, 
North Star to just find your directions. And um, you can use that once you know where that one is, then you know east, west, and south, obviously. Gotcha. Uh, but of course, I guess you could also just look at the roads and <laughs> maps and stuff. But, uh, with GPS. Yeah, so with GPS, yeah, yeah, I guess that's a little easier now. But, <laughs> but I always uh, enjoy just looking if at the night sky it. and the stars and figuring <laughs> out that way. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's up in the sky. Let's see. And then um, I did mention that Mercury was visible right now. Mm-hmm. Mercury is uh, always a very difficult planet to see just because it is so close to the sun. Right. Uh, but last week and this week are probably about the two best weeks of the entire year to be able to see Mercury. Okay. Because uh, Mercury takes about 88 days to go around the sun. Uh-huh. And so it's visible for a little bit on west of the sun and then a little bit east of the sun. And so right now it's kind of doing that part where it kind of gets away from the sun a little bit and we can see it in the evening. But very quickly over the next week or so, it's going to move in between us and the sun and it will seem to disappear. And so uh, that is, uh, if you want to see it, you want to look at it kind of quick because Mm -hmm. it's uh, the next few nights or so, uh, because after that it's going to be kind of tough to see. Um, Venus, if you're a fan of Venus, you can't see it right now. Venus is on the other side of the sun, so, okay. so you'll have to wait a little bit for Venus to move out from behind the sun before you can see that. Gotcha. I see. For, for amateur astronomers such as myself, where, where would you go to purchase, like, a, like binoculars, te- or, you know, a telescope and anything else to... Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of places online that you can find good quality astronomical equipment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have any good places that I know of in town that you can just go buy those kinds of things. I think there is a hobby shop in town that sells a few things, Mm -hmm. but um, um, I like to try to recommend that you avoid some of those big discount department stores because a lot of of times, if if you're looking for a telescope, there's a lot of them out there that are really not very good quality, but maybe you're in the 100 to $150 range that are usually more or less fancy toys. Okay. Now, usually you have to spend, for a telescope at least, around $200 or more before you start getting into a telescope that is of a decent enough quality that it's useful to use. Okay. Uh, but unfortunately, most of that stuff you have to buy it online. And although there's really good reputable places online that you can get that kind of stuff. Okay. And then um, if like I wanted to like start going to astronomy clubs or anything like that, what kind of clubs do we have around here? Yeah. Well, uh, the there is an astronomy club here at um, that meets at MSU. It's the um, Capital Area Astronomy Association, mm-hmm. and they meet once a month. It's the first Wednesday of the month, the mm-hmm. Astronomy Club meets, and it's open uh, to anybody who would like to come by and, and check it out. Uh, it's a good club. There's not a lot of members in it. It seems like the membership has kind of dwindled down a little bit in the past few years, so we're always Is eager to have some Is it a mixture of like, residents and MSU students? Yeah, or? there's there's some uh, MSU people there, and there's also you know just people that live in the Lansing area that are uh, amateur astronomers that are part of the club. But you don't have to know a whole lot about astronomy to... Um, participate in the club. The, okay. the club has the meetings, and maybe uh, you know half of the people there just like to come to the meetings and hear what kind of lecture they have and presentation we have for the meeting. Okay. Uh, but then there's other people that are really into observing that have big telescopes uh, that come to the meeting. Um, last time they met, it, the topic 
was a telescope tune-up, and they try to do that once a year where if you have a telescope and just need it adjusted and need some uh, cleaning or tweaking of the mirrors, we can uh, th do that. And so uh, they did that last month. So uh, if you want to come to the telescope tune-up, you have to wait another year for oh. that. But <laughs> yeah, missed it. <laughs> yeah, I just missed it. Yes. And, yeah. um, uh, where do you, do you guys meet at Planetarium or the Observatorium? Uh, the Astronomy Club meets at the Planetarium, okay. and the meetings start at seven o'clock. Well, technically, the meetings start at seven thirty, but at seven o'clock, between seven and seven thirty on the observing nights, I mean on, on the club nights, mm -hmm. we have a um, star identification talk. So mm -hmm. uh, one of us, one of the staff from the Planetarium, will talk about what's up in the night sky. Just do a live star talk and mm -hmm. point out what you can look for, and we do it you know, for the club members. Okay. Um, and so if you're kind of new to astronomy, that's a really great time to come and hear a star talk because we go into a little, a little bit more detail than we might on some of our average gotcha. uh, public shows. But uh, you can come by and check that out, and then we usually start the lecture uh, at 7.30. 730. Okay. Right. Is there any like big astronomy phenomenons thing that media is going to get a hold of that's going to be coming this year? Well, let me think. Um, you know, it seems like every, you know, year or two there's always some kind of a big thing. Uh, the thing the big thing that I'm waiting for is the solar eclipse in 2017. Now that sounds like a long time <laughs> from now, but yeah. uh, it's something it's it's the next big total solar eclipse that's going to happen over a large part of the United States. Oh, really? It seems like every year or so there's always a solar eclipse somewhere, but it's usually in the middle of the Pacific or over Antarctica or, you know, in East mm -hmm. Asia or somewhere that, uh, you know, it's, you have to travel to go see it. But uh, the next one that's going to happen over a large part of the United States is in 2017, which is uh, nine years from now. So, uh, I've been waiting for that yeah, for 40 yeah. years. So oh, yeah, I'm got ready. to count down ready for that. Yeah, I'm counting down for that. Now, it's not going to be visible as a total eclipse from MSU and from Michigan. Yeah. You have to go a little bit south. I think the path of totality cuts across the United States kind of diagonally from uh, the northwest down to the southeast. Oh, okay. And so if you go down near southern Indiana, southern Illinois, you make it into the path of totality. Although uh -huh. uh, I was looking at a map and kind of what you know looking exactly where the path of that total eclipse is going to be and it does pass through Nebraska right over top of Carhenge so that's where I'd like to go to see it <laughs> yeah. are you familiar with Carhenge no. it's a it's kind of like Stonehenge but made out of cars and some okay. some guy some farmer out there uh made a Stonehenge out of cars and named it Carhenge and so there's going to be a total eclipse over that so I think that would be a really <laughs> cool place to watch a total eclipse from um, but um, but that's the um, uh, big thing. I guess later this month, yeah. and um, is it May 25th, I believe, is the uh, NASA has a lander that's going to land on Mars. And so you're going to hear a lot about Mars in the news probably near the end of this month. Mm -hmm. It's called the Mars Phoenix Polar Lander, I believe, and it is a, a landing craft that's going to land near the North Pole of Mars. Okay. Uh, there's been 
you know, quite a few probes that have landed on Mars before, and there's a few of them that are actually driving around on Mars still. But this one is going going to go kind of near the poles. All the other probes that have been to Mars have landed kind of near the equator. Okay. And so this will be the first chance that scientists will have to kind of study the polar regions of Mars. So that's something that's coming up a little bit later this month. Like, what do you think about all, like, the life? There's life on Mars and all that, the colonization that they want to do to the moon and Mars, or I don't know if they really want to do it, but yeah, well, about all that. Well, I do know that, uh, you know, the, the plans and hopes are that um, people will someday go to Mars. That's going to be a big technical challenge to be able to get there because it, it takes about six months to get to Mars. And oh, wow. Mars and Earth only line up about every two years to where you can make that six-month journey. Um, Other than that, it might take a lot longer. So if we went to Mars, we'd have to take about six months to get there. You'd have to spend at least two years on Mars before you'd have a six-month journey back home. So okay. uh, it would be a long time out in space, and people really haven't been out in space that long. So <laughs> there's a lot of technical challenges to pass before we get there. But hopefully one of these days, scientists will be able to do that. All right. Um. Any and then uh, any anything else going on in the sky? Or? Um, well, I uh, can't think off the top of my head any <laughs> uh, big things. Always in August, of course, there's always the Perseid meteor shower. So that's always something oh, to watch for shower. the the Perseid meteor shower. Uh, that usually happens around August eleventh uh, or twelfth. Okay, and you. That's a uh, meteor showers are just a lot of fun because you can just sit in, in a, sit in a lawn chair out in the uh, backyard or at a really dark site, get away from bright light. You don't need telescopes or binoculars to see them. You just need a good clear view of the sky. You just sit in a lawn chair all night, uh, drinking some hot chocolate and watching the night sky, and um, that's yeah. always a lot of fun. So, <laughs> so that's the other thing that always is uh, worth checking out oh. in. August. In August. August. All right. Thank you so much, John, for coming on. Um, I'm glad to be here, Lindsay. John was from the Abrams Planetarium, and he talked about uh, that the, there's public shows on the weekends. If you want to go uh, go and visit the planetarium, or you can go to the observatorium. observatory. Uh, no, uh, planetarium or observatory. Sorry. Observatory, and that's once a month near the first quarter moon we had Kristen from arts and letters and she's here talking about cool you which is this friday which is uh, a series of lectures and walkabouts on campus um really cool one sounding the one about tolkien and the creation of like mythical creatures and whatnot uh that's gonna be 11 a.m if you want to go check that out um kate from uab called in uh talked about msu arts and crafts show uh, that's going to be this weekend, uh, the 16th and the 17th, and uh, it's going to be located around the Union and Morrow Hall, 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. both days. And Nancy from Eve Inc. came in and talked about a charity golf event, which I believe is this Thursday, uh, that will help support uh, the shelters and hopefully help end domestic violence. And this has been uh, Exposure. Thank you for listening. I'm turning it over to Torch and Twang. Yep. Awesome. All right. <laughs> awesome. Oh, it's going to be an awesome show, too. So thank you very much. Have a nice night. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.